Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and thank you for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about the Mothman. But just before we get on to that, I just want to say, if you enjoy this episode or any of the previous episodes I've put out, please feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast. We're on a bunch of different podcast hosting sites. We just got ourselves on Stitcher. So depending on how you like to get your podcasts, check us out wherever, and you'll most likely be able to find us. But for the most part, we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. So if you do use those two sites, feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast just to keep up with all the episodes. Currently, I'm putting out a new episode every fortnight. So on Mondays, that's when you'll get a new episode. So the Mothman. I'm sure many of you listening to this have probably heard about the Mothman, and I'm sure some of you haven't as well. For what I've come across, people who have a bit of an interest in the paranormal have heard of the Mothman, and more so just regular people haven't. Because obviously, for someone who isn't really clued into the paranormal, they're going to obviously know about UFOs and ghosts. But then when you kind of get into more of these type of, I guess, myths, you could almost say, people aren't quite as aware of them. But the Mothman, I think it's one of the things that I've researched that has the most evidence from the amount of witnesses, from the different accounts. Pretty much this stems back to a long time before it got popular and it's happening pretty much in today's culture as well. So this is one topic that I've researched and gone, wow, there's a lot more than I ever thought. So I'm really glad I've actually delved in. I've gone pretty deep into this because on the surface, there isn't a lot about this topic. So the best way to really get into this is John Keel. He is the man who wrote the book, The Mothman Prophecies, which was later turned into a film. It's not really necessarily based off the book, but it's based off some of the events that the book covers. So John Keel, it was originally a ufologist. So his main thing was UFO sightings. And then when all of this Mothman sort of broke in the 60s, John Keel jumped on and started researching this. And this is his book is pretty much the best insight to this topic. If you go away from this podcast wanting to know more, pick up a copy of that book. It's great. So there is a lot of information around the Mothman. I'm going to break down some points that I think are really important. So what is the Mothman, I suppose? The Mothman is, that name was given in the 60s in West Virginia by a newspaper after people started seeing the creature. And it's given from one of the older Batman cartoons. 
So what the Mothman is, it's about a six to seven foot man-looking creature with wings and feathers. It's also said not to really have much of a neck. It's kind of the head sort of just sits on the shoulders, almost like an owl would. And I definitely think some of the sightings that people reported have actually been owls. The next feature I'm going to explain definitely kind of correlates to that. The biggest thing that people report back, and this is kind of when you know it's a Mothman sighting, would be its piercing red eyes. These red eyes have caused that much fear over the years. It's pretty unbelievable. And it's not even just that. There's actually been a whole other instance that these red eyes have caused medical effects that we'll kind of get into a little bit later on in the podcast. So a six to seven foot man-looking creature with large wings, feathers, and these red eyes. Jump onto our blog. The link is in the description. I'll post a couple of sketches of what the Mothman looks like. There isn't any photographic evidence from what I've seen. People have claimed to have snapped a picture, but from what I can see, a lot of them kind of look like birds. Sure, it might actually be the creature in question, but they're obviously blurry. It's always hard to tell with this sort of thing. So, But there are some really great sketches, and they're quite disturbing and quite confronting. I could imagine the people who have drawn those, or I guess the people who describe them to an artist, would look at that and definitely have the fear. Because just from myself looking at it, it's definitely something quite confronting and not necessarily something people want to witness. The whole Mothman story really broke in West Virginia, in uh, Point Pleasant in America. It happened in 1966 and continued through to 1967. So there was about a 13-month period where a lot of these sightings occurred. And this is kind of the story that everyone knows, and it's what uh, the Mothman Prophecies film focuses on. So you do a bit of research and actually you find out the Mothman-type creature has been reported a lot further back. One of the oldest I could find was in the 1880s, and it was titled The Flying Man of Coney Island. So Coney Island, the amusement park right on the water, there was said to be this man with these bat-like wings that would do these acrobatic flyovers and no one knew exactly what it was and they don't know if that necessarily was the Mothman, you could say, but that's sort of the earliest report of this creature. And pretty much from the 1800s through to even now that these reports still happen. There's a bit of an omen too surrounding the Mothman. They believe that the creature is showing itself for a reason, for a warning. Usually after a Mothman sighting, a disaster happens. And that's the case with Point Pleasant. One thing I think is interesting, though, is the timeline, because it's not a large timeline, but at the same time, it kind of is in terms of a warning. What happened was, I'll tell you a little bit of the backstory, and then we'll go into some actual accounts. So the Mothman shows up in November of 1966 in Point Pleasant. West Virginia. And then almost a year to the day of it showing up the following year, the silver bridge that went over the Ohio River, that's how you'd get in and out of Point Pleasant, actually collapsed. And it was a really big disaster. It happened and there was heavy traffic on the bridge at the time and it's a suspension bridge. So the cables broke. The bridge collapsed into the water, resulting in 46 people dying and two of their bodies were never recovered. And people claim to have seen the Mothman on top of the bridge, maybe the week before, people claim to have seen it under the bridge. A bunch of different reports. So they believe that it was a warning. Since then, people have claimed to have seen the Mothman around when Chernobyl happened, uh, 9-11. There's actually a picture of the Twin Towers and there's a type of creature flying away from the tower. But obviously, it could just be a bird. It could be an edited picture. But it's interesting 
It's November 1966, and the first sighting is from five men who are preparing a grave in a cemetery. The five of them see this man-like creature just take off. I suppose they would have been in the cemetery and they would be surrounded by trees and this creature took off from where the trees were. And this is what happens a lot too in Mothman reports that the wings don't flap when the creature takes off. It's just a flotation, almost just like a helicopter taking off. There's no flapping. The creature just takes off into the air. And they do claim to report hearing the wings flap afterwards, but they don't see the wings movement. It is to that point where it is almost supernatural how it is taking off or just something we don't understand. Only three days later, the sighting that kicked off the whole Mothman craze, where two young couples were driving around the abandoned TNT plant. And what the abandoned TNT plant is, is back in World War II, they had a ammunition plant where they would store and manufacture TNT. And after the war, it was just kind of abandoned. So all the bunkers were kind of dismantled, a bunch of the factory was. So there's only kind of a skeleton left there now. And apparently the TNT plant is actually on the national priorities list, which is the list of hazardous waste sites in the USA. Not a lot of good is coming out of there, you could say. These two couples are driving around the sort of area where this TNT plant was, because it's actually right in the middle of a nature reserve. So it's actually... When they built the TNT plant, they had it not underground, but they, I guess they built up mounds of land and put the plant, a lot of the bunkers underneath the land. So from above, it's practically invisible in this nature reserve. So there's a lot of dirt roads around there. These two couples are driving around. And then they see this six or seven foot tall creature, which was later said to be the Mothman. They panic. So obviously they take off. They're driving towards town. This creature disappears and then they see it as they're driving on another hill and they don't know if it was the same creature that got from where they were to this hill we can assume so and then after that it took off and followed their car and they claim to have been doing 100 miles an hour for whatever this creature was to be keeping up with no problem it can fly extremely fast and this creature kept up with them until they got into the town and then from then they went and spoke to the sheriff's office and the following day the sheriff called a press meeting. And that's where the media picked it up and the whole Mothman hype became what it was. On that same night, there was another event that happened as well. This next event happened with Newell Partridge. He lived in Salem about 90 miles from Point Pleasant. And it was about 10.30 at night and he was watching TV. Then the TV suddenly went black. And then all these really strange frequencies started coming from the TV. He describes it as a whining noise that kind of went up in pitch. His dog Bandit which was outside on the porch, started barking at something. Partridge picked up his flashlight and went outside to see what the dog was barking at. When he shined his torch out to see what the dog was barking at, he saw these two red eyes shining back at him, kind of like reflectors on the back of your car or on um, bicycle wheels. And even though he was about 150 yards from the creature, he said the eyes were still that large that you couldn't miss them. Bandit ran off to get the creature and he said he slept with a loaded gun beside his bed that night. And the next day, the dog wasn't there. And they went looking for the dog and couldn't find it. And this is where it's also interesting. This is where these two stories have a meeting point. When the two couples were driving towards the plant, so before they saw the Mothman, they actually saw a large dead dog on the side of the road, about the size of Bandit would be. And then later on, when they were getting out of there, they noticed that the dog was gone. 
And that night too, after they went and spoke to the sheriff's department, they went back out to the site with the sheriff and they scouted out the area. And they actually said there was a large dog here earlier, now it's gone. So from 10.30 at night, bandit chasing after this creature. And then at the time of 11.30 p.m., the couple's driving, seeing that dead dog. And then later on returning back to town, it was gone. So a very interesting line of events there of two Mothman sightings and a piece that joins those two sightings together. This next event happened the day after those last two events. And this is another one that's quite well known. Marcella Bennett was driving to her family's house with her brother and her young daughter. Her family lived on the outskirts of the TNT plant, so outside the city in the nature reserve. There was a few houses that lived out there, but they were quite far in between. It was very spaced out, so there wasn't a lot of people out there. And they're getting close to the house and they see some lights in the sky. This is one of the cases of maybe a UFO sighting around the Mothman as well, because I'm not sure why there'd be lights in the sky from, say, this creature. So they pull up. She didn't really want anything to do with the lights, but her brother was telling her, look at the lights, but she wasn't too interested. She gets out of the car. The Mothman creature pretty much rises from the ground as if it was waiting for them. She explains as if it was laying on the ground. Marcella Bennett, she was holding her daughter at the time and apparently dropped her. And I heard in an interview with her that she actually fell on top of her daughter just out of absolute fear. And she just couldn't move and she knew she was actually hurting her daughter, but she just was so fear-strucken. She finally got up off the ground. I think her brother might have helped her and they ran into the family house. And she says at that time she thought the creature had flown off because she heard its wings flapping. So they locked themselves inside the house absolutely terrified. And then the creature returns comes onto the porch and starts looking through the windows with its red eyes. And they ring the police department, and by the time the police come out, the creature's nowhere to be seen. As I said, so these three events were really the key events that everyone knows with Point Pleasant and the Mothman. But there was, as I said, over 100 eyewitnesses. Five teenagers were driving by a rock quarry, and they saw the Mothman in the car headlights. The creature turned towards them and then scurried off into the forest. Another perfect example was a businessman in Point Pleasant heard his dog barking, went out and then saw the Mothman standing in his front yard. And some time went past of him looking at the creature. And then the Mothman flew off, the dog stops barking, he goes inside and his wife said he was that pale, she thought he was having a heart attack. Another event I can think of off the top of my head was a, a 17-year-old was driving down the highway and he sees the Mothman in and it follows his car for about a mile and a half and it just disappears. What's interesting, a lot of sightings have some detail and a lot kind of don't it's to the point of I saw it it followed my car for a mile and a half and that's kind of it so you definitely have the different variety of the topic it's not like everyone's trying to make a story you could almost say like they're not reporting and it's like it was at this time and this happened some of it was just I saw it and it was gone as soon as it kind of came you know and other people have had these much more intense situations where they're so close to the mothman and it's clearly not frightened it's clearly there for a reason john keel came onto the scene after those three big events gray barker a ufo investigator had told him you should come out and have a look at what's actually going on out there there's been some really weird reports john keel goes out and he starts interviewing witnesses and at this time the mothman had absolutely gone national to the point where people were hanging around the tnt plant waiting and looking to 
capture the Mothman pretty much. So it was huge news. There was a lot of different people kind of coming and going throughout that time and John Keel kind of went in and was a little bit worried that I suppose people weren't going to really take to him because there's a bunch of reporters there, but he was really there for the cause. He really wanted to figure out what was kind of going on. When John Keel first went out to the plant, he was there with a few other people, Mary Heyer from the newspaper, some people who have also witnessed the Mothman. They went up to the plant and John Keel and a few of the others from the group went into some of the buildings. All was good and well. John was definitely not someone too worried about going into abandoned buildings. And before long, one of the witnesses who was in there with him actually saw the red eyes. Her whole emotion just suddenly changed from being curious, having a look around to absolutely in distress. They got her out of there. John went back in. And then he's definitely said there felt like there was a presence there. He keeps having a look around and he finds this spot along a road where as soon as he drove through it, he felt really frightened. He just felt really out of place. He didn't want to be there, so he's kind of sped up. That feeling eased away. Then he turned around and drove back through this part and he got that same feeling. And he got out and he walked through it and he said there's definitely something ultrasonic in that area making him feel really uncomfortable. And then the following day he went back and it was gone. So he definitely believed there was something more going on out there. So I want to talk a little bit now about the UFO presence that was going on in Virginia at the same time as the Mothman. And there's a really famous report. It's pretty incredible when the timeline lines up exactly with the Mothman. A man of the name Woodrow Derenberger. This event took place on November of 1966 around the area of West Virginia. Woodrow was driving his truck down Interstate 77. This happened in 1966 in November, so right around the time Mothman started to occur in West Virginia. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. He was driving along and a car swept up the side of him and he thought it might have been a police car, so he started to slow down. And then this car ended up actually turning and blocking the entire motorway. He said the vehicle didn't look like anything he'd seen before. It was really alien in origin. He said it was shaped like a kerosene lamp, so it sort of flared out at both ends. Then a being stepped out of the unidentified vehicle and walked over to Woodrow. This stranger didn't speak at all. He could hear him in his head, and that's how they communicated to each other. The stranger was about five feet tall with dark hair. His skin was heavily tanned, and a lot of the people at the time who say they saw one of these kinds of creatures, they were quite heavily tanned. While they were having their, this telepathic conversation, the stranger introduced himself as cold. He told Woodrow not to be frightened and to pretty much report this occurrence to the authorities. And if he did that, that he would return. And as they were having this conversation, the vehicle that cold got out of then started to levitate and went up about 40 feet in the air. And something else as well, because he ended up being, I guess, to the side of the road after Cold blocked him with his vehicle, other cars were driving past and they actually witnessed this five-foot man in all black standing on the side of the road having this conversation. So when he came out with the report, people said, yeah, we saw a truck pulled over and a man on the side of the road talking to the driver. After this report, Woodrow actually became really popular and people would hang around his farm at night with guns and they would sit up in the trees and they just kind of wanted to see if this creature would return because he did say, if I report this, I'm going to hear more. And even his wife said they were quite frightened. Um, She was quite frightened because they just couldn't get a good night's sleep knowing that there was just tons of people not far away just waiting for something to happen. Cold did return to Woodrow and he explained where he was from and he said he was from Lanaus, which was the galaxy of Ganymede. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He said that he was married as well and that he had a life expectancy of about 125 years, 175 years, Earth years that is. And naturally there was no war, no poverty, everyone pretty much lived in harmony in this galaxy. So he was kind of explaining it wasn't much different from Earth and not much different from how Woodrow lived. There is a Men in Black experience tied into this as well, which I'll just talk a little bit about, but I'll come back to the whole Men in Black situation shortly. Two weeks after this, two salesmen turned up at Woodrow's house and they were, this is what was interesting, at each house they went along to, I suppose, to find him, they say they would start trying to sell something else. So one house they said they were selling hardware, another house they were selling Bibles, and then I believe they told Woodrow that they were missionaries from Salem. There was actually a UFO wave happening in Salem, so funny that they say they're from Salem. When they spoke to Woodrow, they were really interested in his opinions and pretty much how his opinions and what he thought about the whole alleged contact that he had. So that was a definite men in black scenario and there are a ton more that happened around the West Virginia, Point Pleasant area in that time. So there is a case that was a little bit more extraterrestrial, sort of 60s, 70s kind of UFO case. A lot of, you know, people being abducted from their car in the middle of nowhere, you know, that was a huge report of cases back then. 
So this took place in Ravenswood, West Virginia, and there was a couple. They decided to park their car, I suppose, on a lover's lane kind of scenario. They're getting it on, and then a bright light shines down onto the car, and they at first thought it was police officers. And then they actually looked up, terrified, and noticed that there was this bluish fire ball hovering above their car. They also said it had a bit of a low hum, which people have often reported as well in UFO occurrences. When this event took place, it was 10.30. And then after this event, the light disappeared. They looked at the clock and it turns out that it was 12.30. So this is one of the early reports of missing time. They had no idea that they were staring at this light for two hours. They didn't actually go to the police at this time because they weren't meant to be where they were doing what they were. So the male dropped the girl back home. And then when they both woke up the next day, they were both really badly sunburnt. So the burns were definitely proof of their story. Around this time too, in West Virginia, there was a lot of different characters. These tall men wearing, I suppose, black suits, driving black Impalas, Chevrolet type vehicles. And they would kind of go to people's homes kind of doing a census, you could say. They were really interested in how many children they had. It was a lot to do with the children and families. And sometimes that was all it really was. There wasn't much more than them asking these questions. But some came into these witnesses' homes and pressed them for further information. But they wouldn't say that it was related to the incidences that were happening in Point Pleasant at that time. Mary High, who worked for the newspaper, she had a few interesting events happen to her as well. So... Right around this time of these UFO sightings, she would be writing articles about them and putting them in the newspaper. And around this time, people were having these men in black experiences as well, and these people would be asking people about the UFO sightings in Point Pleasant at the time, and they would say, what if Mary Heyer had to stop reporting about these UFOs? There's definitely evidence that these figures wanted to silence Mary Heyer, as well as other people in the community. When John Keel came into Point Pleasant, Mary Heyer was obviously someone who helped him with his research because she worked at the paper. She was getting all the reports and putting out all the experiences that were happening in that 13 months. One experience that happened to her was a unusual man came in in the middle of winter to her office late at night and he definitely wasn't dressed for the climate outside and he was kind of asking for directions but he wasn't making a lot of sense. He was trying to give the story that just it, it just didn't add up. He picked up a pen and Mary was busy on the phone and it was like he'd never seen a pen in his life. She's absolutely stunned by this pen. She kind of said, well, you can have that if you want. He grabbed the pen in his hand and ran out the door. So that was then seemed to be a kind of men in black experience. Mary also had a niece named Connie Carpenter and she had an event where she was driving and she saw the Mothman and the Mothman swooped down over a car and she had a medical reaction where she had this conjunctivitis that is only given when people are exposed to ultraviolet rays. And this was one of the cases which happened to a few people where they had this conjunctivitis where there's really good evidence right there to suggest that something paranormal has happened to these people. So obviously John Keel went and spoke to Connie and got her side of the story. An interesting point to add to Connie's story as well that the eyes of the Mothman it almost had this hypnotic effect where she couldn't look away. She claims that she was surprised she managed to keep the car on the road while she was driving because she was just so hypnotized by these eyes. So obviously she had eye contact with these red eyes that gave her that medical condition. 
Connie Carpenter also had her own run-in with the Men in Black. So a man turned up at her house. It really put off her husband and kind of introduced himself and said, um, I'm a friend of Mary Heil. And he wasn't exactly interested in her Mothman experience, but he kind of asked a bunch of questions that didn't make much sense and then said, what if your auntie had to stop writing about UFOs? And she kind of said, well, she wouldn't do that. And then he kind of just left. After he left, she rung her auntie and said, this guy came to my house and was asking really weird questions. And then um, they kind of thought about what he looked like. It turns out he had really long fingers and they said there was something strange about his ears. They couldn't put their finger on exactly what, but he didn't quite look like an average person. He stood out. Something that I think is really interesting is how all of this still kind of connects because obviously there seems to be some sort of connection with the UFOs and the Mothman in the sense of people seeing the lights and then seeing the Mothman in that same period of time. And then also the Men in Black then going to people who reported their story to Mary Heyer and telling them what if she was silenced about this and then how she was also caught up in the whole Mothman scenario at the time. I don't know what the correlation is, and I think that's what's really interesting. During this time in Point Pleasant as well, there was a lot of cow mutilations and dog mutilations as well, so there was this kind of law of blood to the Mothman, and when John Keel asked a lot of the women in his investigation who had had experiences, he asked if they are on their period at the time, and it turns out they were. So he kind of put together this theory that the Mothman was attracted to blood. All that we know is... For a period of 13 months from that first sighting until just about when the silver bridge collapsed in Point Pleasant, there was a bunch of Mothman sightings, UFO sightings, and Men in Black encounters. This topic has so much information amongst it, so many reports. I would highly recommend going and really delving into these. If you want to know more, definitely John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies, check it out. So that was pretty incredible, I think, because when I thought I was going to do a podcast on The Mothman, it would just be me telling what The Mothman is, some experiences, but it goes far further than that. And it's really fascinating. So I think if you guys know anything, definitely let me know. I want to know more. If you know anyone who's had any experience with The Mothman, I think it's one of those things that it, back in the 60s, it was huge and it's gone really quiet, I'd say. You know, we're much more interested in UFOs still and things like that. But I think the thing with the Mothman is it's so fascinating and why why people think it's a messenger, why they think it's an omen. And if it is just that, why was the message quite terrifying for these people? As I said, people were there wanting to see it, but then the people who had seen it wished they hadn't. So it's quite interesting to think why why the Mothman, why is that trying to prevail a message. Why would this creature necessarily care about what was going on? And is a Mothman just a single creature? Or is there multiple? Is it actually a species? Cryptozoologist Mark A. Hall believes it might be a type of owl that we are not aware of yet called a big hoot. He believes it's probably been native to the Point Pleasant, West Virginia area for some time now and just hasn't been discovered necessarily. So that is one option that it's actually just an unknown species of animal. But then it sounds like it goes a lot further than that. I mean, there's a theory too, because it was hanging around the TNT plant, maybe there was some sort of reaction, some um, cross-contamination with the, the hazard waste left behind, maybe some sort of owl had some sort of mutation, and that's what was born from that mutation. 
So, but in my opinion, what do I think? I definitely think it's something paranormal. I'm not sure exactly what it was here to do, whether it was a messenger. But in my opinion, I definitely think something was going on out there. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really do enjoy getting to do these just one-on-one, just me talking episodes as well as doing interviews. I know a lot of other podcasts usually just do interviews. I kind of like to break it up a little bit. Thank you as always for having a listen. This has been Paranormal Thoughts Podcast on The Mothman. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.